This episode of It's That Episode is sponsored by Audible.com. If you're a fan of It's That Episode and you like listening to audiobooks or audio content on any one of your devices, you can get a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial on me when you go to audiblepodcast.com backslash Craig Rowan, C-R-A-I-G-R-O-W-I-N. And my guests this week are the Birthday Boys, who have a show um, on IFC currently that's produced by Bob Odenkirk. So I looked on audible.com, and you can get Hollywood Said No, Orphaned Film Scripts, Bastard Scenes, and Abandoned Darlings from the creators of Mr. Show uh, by David Cross, Bob Odenkirk, and Brian Posehn. If you're a fan of the, the comedy, just go for it on me. That's audiblepodcast.com backslash Craig Rowan. Also, a, a short note, I used a different microphone than I usually do on this episode, so the audio is a little bit wonky up top, but gets better as the episode goes. So if you're, uh, if you're an extreme audiophile, uh, first of all, uh, good for you for having such a, a specific um, interest, and also bear with me. Uh, so uh, what do you say? Let's get to the show. Well, it's that episode, not that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over to my apartment. We watch any TV show they choose. We watch it, we talk about it, we talk about a bunch of other crap. I'm not in my apartment, and I don't have one guest. I've got five guests. Um, uh, they're from IFC's The Birthday Boys. They are The Birthday Boys. Thank you, Birthday Boys, for having me at one of your apartments. Hey, 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 hey thanks for having us, man. Hello. Hey, um, so why don't maybe everybody should just say their name and their favorite ice cream, and then we'll... So, all at the same time? Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's try that and then do it individually. So let's all do it. One, two, three. Hi. Hey, yeah, well, I think cookies and cream is my favorite. Great. So now everybody will be able to recognize your voices. Right, should be able to pick that out. That's not a problem. So you want to go around real quick? Hi, this is Chris Van Artsdalen. My favorite ice cream is regular old vanilla. <laughs> I'm Mike Hanford, and I'm a cookies and cream guy. This is Dave Ferguson, and it's actually also vanilla for me. Uh, this is Tim Kalpakis. I'm going to piggyback on these guys with vanilla. Holy <laughs> shit, man. Jeff. Coffee. <laughs> oh, very cool. And I'll say recently, this is Craig. That um, have, have you guys have salt? Have you ever had salty caramel before? Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, there's a there's a great salty caramel right down the street that you should try. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you guys, um, thank you for having me. And you guys, what show did you was picked and why? Uh, we picked the Happy Days uh, Jump the Shark episode. Um, infamous. Yeah. So. And none of us have seen it, is that right? Has anyone seen it? No. I have not. Nope. I've actually seen very little Happy Days to begin with. I think I saw like four episodes when I was sick at home in grade school. I saw the one where Weezer played. <laughs> <laughs> like the only one. Classic episode. <laughs> Definitive episode. That was the series finale. So this show I read, it first aired in 1974 and Gary Marshall created it. And then it ran for 10 seasons to September 1984. So I, were, some of you guys were alive when, when that technically, happened. Technically, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in 83, so I just made it. So yep. technically alive. And then this episode is from season 5, episode 3. So this is five seasons in. And the whole thing of why it's infamous is basically everybody uses the term jump the shark to right. be like that show is now like 
shitty. I mean, like they ran out of ideas. Or right. Right. They had to reach. Um, so I feel like I've heard that term a million times, but never have watched. Totally. It, so I, I looked up something too, and it. I guess that term was coined relatively recently, like in the very like John Hine, the guy that's on Howard Stern. He like does the after show. He made a website while he was in college where he listed the moment at which shows. Like, quote unquote jump the shark yeah. which he was just borrowing from the happy days episode he had recently seen <laughs> so it's it came up in the time of the internet that, that yeah. term well, that's which is I, crazy that's when I first heard the term I was driving to school listening to Howard Stern and they had the guy and he was, are you serious yeah and he was like list, he's like I have a website that had, lists all the moments TV shows jump the shark yeah it's pretty crazy that that's so recent because the, yeah this episode must have aired in 1979 right yeah. probably yeah. the guy who wrote it completely forgot about this totally. at all because <laughs> he's probably written like 800 yeah. episodes well and everybody yeah. over 35 is listening to us say this now and being like what the hell is wrong with you <laughs> there's like a weird cutoff, I'm sure where you know Saved by the Bell is your reference point Instead of happy days, you know, it's like there's probably a big jump there, but and just so I'm clear, we're talking about it jump the shark means when a character literally jumps a shark. <laughs> yes, in yes. and, and the TV series, and every few shows have actually jumped the shark. Yeah, <laughs> but it's surprisingly like one every five years they'll be right. Well, well, yeah, there's the time that they recorded the Sea World stunt show yeah, and broadcast yeah. on ABC. Their first episode, the first episode, episode. they did <laughs> like the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> they were constantly jumping the shark. And now this, uh, I mean, I feel like you guys probably know from watching, I assume, do you guys watch a lot of TV when you were kids? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That there are, like, moments where you were aware that shows were jumping the shark. Like, I remember sure. seeing when I was a kid, I had. I feel like Family Matters was on for a couple of years, and then it, then I stopped watching, and then I came back, and I saw that, oh, I mean, that jumped the shark a million times. Sure, yeah, Like, yeah, yeah. Robot Steve. <laughs> right. But mm-hmm. there was an episode where they were, like, shrunk down into a Pringle can. No, <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah, that's true. Was it a real Pringle can or an off-brand Pringle can? <laughs> I think, ooh, that's Because if there was question. a product integration stunt, that's, like, like a double way. Oh, no, we're, yeah. we're stuck in this can of chips. Looking back on those TGIF shows, right. it was like, oh, my God, they were just selling Disney to us and Pringles in this case, but it was so Obviously. Totally, because yeah, they all went to Disney yeah, World. Yeah. There's always an episode it's special. I, I also, I'm really curious to watch this because I feel like Jumping the Shark is now a pitch for a TV series. You know, like you you just jump the shark out of the gate you get because crazy. you have to be so high concept to sell uh-huh. a show. So I, I'm to me, Jumping a Shark in an episode of Happy Days just sounds like a fun, funny move mm-hmm. that every show now almost intentionally does. Early in their run, so I, I don't know if it's going to hold up. Yeah, I don't it's know like if you, shocking if you can really say now that TV shows jump the shark, like right. you were saying, because they it, are. It assumes like, a level of quality from the outset. Exactly. That um, well, you don't know if totally. you necessarily. Yeah. The, the guy that wrote the episode um, did an interview relatively recently where he he didn't defend it. He he, it was kind of a sad interview. Almost, it was like he died at the end of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> He died by jumping into it. <laughs> he wanted to prove that it could happen in real life. Uh, but he was just like, yeah, it wasn't the best episode, but we had been on the air for a long, long time, and, you know, we, we wanted to try something unique. And the Fonz himself, Henry Wingler, is a great skier, so they they knew he had a skill, a unique skill that hadn't been showcased over the series. So for me, it's like, that's like an honor bestowed to good... TV that at some point you may have to just 
tap into something dumb. Work with what so, you got. The guy exactly. can ski yeah. and make him Let's see what happens. We got this show for a day. Let's make it happen. So, Dave, are you saying you would rather have your television have crazy stunts rather than personal relationships? I think that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Okay, okay. No, I'm that's fair. Story. That's fair. I can well, have personal relationships. We should point out Chris and Tim's favorite uh, movies are things like Citizen Kane and The Godfather. Yeah, and my favorite book is Robert McKee's story. Oh. <laughs> well. Now, you guys are in... Season one of your show episode, I think you're like two or three episodes in, depending on when this airs. When are you planning on jumping the shark? I think we did, right? Episode two, did we jump the shark? <laughs> yeah, straight away we yeah. jumped that shark. That's, that's a good time to do it. I feel like early and often is probably the best way. To <laughs> yeah, do it. get it out of your system. Um, I'm uh, personally, I'm planning to jump the shark uh, in season twelve ish. Wow! Yeah. Wow, that's pretty perceptive. <laughs> Very patient. That's a good, yeah. That's a good way of, uh, mindset to go into a TV show. <laughs> prior to prior to season twelve, in Chris's mind, we should just do grounded scenes between people right. in every mm-hmm. sketch show right. ever. That'd be great if, like, a comedy sketch show, like three episodes in, just went drama. <laughs> yes, like, absolutely. That's, that's how you. Let's just jump the shark. <laughs> we feel too confined. We have to go really dark. Let's make people cry. Um, so, how many of you guys have watched this TV show? Like, did you any... Because it was on reruns a lot. I remember the, watching uh, as a kid. Uh, it wasn't as appointment viewing as Saved by the Bell was. For me. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was I needed to watch. But this was... It, it would be on, like, you know, if it was kids are eating dinner at home alone. Uh, right. It's We watched that. Yeah. But, yeah. There's There was maybe... Is, is it a unique thing for us that we watched old shows? Like... I don't think kids these days watch shows from 10 years prior. Because, like, when I was a kid, More options. There, yeah. there just was Happy Days in Gilligan's Island yeah, and, TV like, Night Rider and, yeah. and stuff. And it was just normal, like, daytime. It's probably just because daytime television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess, but, yeah, I guess if you're homesick from school still, you're probably still catching TBS reruns of whatever. Say what they, what or something. Show. But I remember watching, like, real, like, this was, I felt old because it was in the 1950s, but I remember also watching, like, Mr. Ed and, yeah. like, shows yes. like that oh, that yeah. were constantly on. And Gunsmoke. Had, yeah. The crazy thing is, in my brain, I couldn't tell how many years separated those shows. Like, I was just saying earlier, I thought The Wonder Years was a show from the 60s when I saw it air by, yeah, you right, know, right. the first time. And Happy Days is a similar thing. Like, I just assumed it was set when it happened. You know, like... I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought I had seen a lot of Happy Days and then recently watched American Graffiti and realized that I just mixed them in my brain. <laughs> and I, I just thought, I don't think I put it together that they were not related when I was a kid. But you did watch every episode of the movie American, American Graffiti. Yeah, <laughs> like every episodic moment throughout that movie. <laughs> when, did, when did that movie jump the short? Uh, never did. It's still going <laughs> strong. I think Tim probably watched that DVD on repeat probably 30, 40 times as a kid. Didn't even know he was watching <laughs> Yeah. I watch it every day. I've never seen that movie, American Graffiti. It's good. That is good. Yeah. That is George great. Lucas. George Lucas. There's a lot. That was a prequel. One of the original prequel to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not anyone knows that. <laughs> not anyone. <laughs> Nobody ever knew that until now. Yeah. Um, so cool. So we're gonna watch. Um, Season 5, episode 3, called Hollywood Part 3, I think is the title of the episode, which wow. means that great. We're going to be... <laughs> oh, we lost. Be behind <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're going to jam in episode part 1 and 2 before we watch 3, <laughs> so we can really figure out what's happening in this episode, which means that, yeah, this was probably, let's start the season... 
going to Hollywood for some reason. Wow. Um, that really is so a meta. There's a lot to infer watching yeah. this part three. Yeah, hopefully they'll give us a little con- some context clues at the beginning so we're not <laughs> like, who's, why are they in Hollywood? <laughs> Which I think would be the main question. So are you guys looking for, besides for the Jump the Shark, do you know, I mean, I know nothing about this. I know episode. nothing about, I know he wears his leather jacket when he does it. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually used to think he jumped it in his motorcycle, but I believe that's incorrect. Right, yeah, I, believe I, it's water skiing. I had that impression as well. That's, yeah. a, that's that, a false. That would have been amazing if they had built a ski system, water ski system, where a motorcycle was on mm-hmm. the back of it. Like <laughs> the idea of even skiing is jumping the shark in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. We can't do regular skiing. Wait a minute, wait a minute. This is already weird enough. Um, all right, cool. So uh, why don't we check it out? On the count of three, let's name our favorite um, pizza topping. And okay. then we'll watch. Ready? Yep. But say your name before it, too, so yep. people can pick it up. Okay. One, two, three. Daniel. Mushrooms. Shark. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Stupid, yes. Also dumb, but it's something I gotta do. Fonz, you're not jumping over garbage cans on a bike. You're jumping over a shark. On nothing. On a couple of little skis. One little slip and chomp, chomp, chomp. Thanks a lot for your support. Look. I was challenged. I gotta jump. Challenge? The guy's bluffing. He's not gonna jump over some shark. That's right. He was bluffing. Huh? All right. Let me tell you something. That's another reason I gotta jump. Because that punk is trying to take a free ride. Look, you already tied him and, and his championship patches. So why can't you just drop it? I have to meet his bluff. I ain't going back to Milwaukee a double failure. Now, are you coming? Let's go. All right, so we just checked out uh, Hollywood Part 3, um, which which was interesting. I thought it was interesting because wasn't like every between every commercial break was like a full episode of a TV show? A, 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 a denouement and everything at, a, before every commercial break. <laughs> yeah. the, shark, the shark was jumped in the episode in the first act. Yes. No, there, there was a commercial break. Ooh, maybe. Like, yeah, yeah, there was a little bit of a cliff. Right after yeah. the first commercial break. That's not what we were yeah. building to at all. Yeah, it was pretty impressive that they, like, that would obviously, to me, be the ending right. of an mm-hmm. episode climax, but they sort <laughs> But I think that's a credit to, I, I think that means that they were aware it was silly. They didn't build up to it. I, like, I think Jumping the Shark now means that you made one hell of an episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I was, was I, was, I was pretty impressed. I had a good time. Yeah, it was they, like they were they really did do the stunt first and then they did the emotional thing right, second right. which was whether he was going to go to college which is Happy Days hallmark right yeah, yeah. 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 When, when, you, when you think that the that Fonza's reason for jumping the shark would be more directly the reasoning behind uh, Richie deciding not to be yeah. a movie star there's like I thought that the grandfather's <laughs> advice would be like the perfect reason there's two plots going on. Yes. Richie's mm-hmm. deciding whether or not he should be a movie star, and Fonz is jumping a shark, and they just both kind of play out. I and guess it is. Yeah, Fonz, he teaches him to take all challenges, and then Richie ignores the challenge. Ignores the challenge. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, he took the challenges to not take the easy movie star. That isn't right. Yeah, it was to follow his dream as because Fonz was saying like I'm a mechanic, yeah. and that's what mm-hmm. I love and do well. The yeah. women are the secondary thing, right. which mm-hmm. doesn't seem true. <laughs> And then, and so he was like, follow your dream to be a journalist. A journalist. And then it is revealed that Richie wants to be a journalist. Richie coming yeah. up want to be a journalist. I would be fascinated to know if that's the first time that was ever mentioned. I, yeah, I yeah. hope so. I really hope so. so it's a basic- two, ten years later, Richie's a journalist and he's about to kill himself because <laughs> it could have been a movie star. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. There, there's something really meta about this episode, too. Ron Howard attended USC but didn't graduate. Like, he probably had, uh, there was probably something life reflective in that. Yeah, and he could have been a movie star, I assume. Yeah. And he decided to go the directorial route, which obviously he succeeded at. Life imitating art and thing. So Fred Fox Jr., I think is the guy who wrote it, Mm -hmm. was pretty spot on. Yeah, I think, I think it, I, I guess nobody ever called this episode Terrible, but you think of it when you think of it, you're like, oh my god! But yeah. in, in the episode wise, I was like, and I, and I laughed a lot. So let's give like a basic just uh, overview of the sure. episode so people are cued in if they haven't watched it. We watch it. I found it on Vimeo, so if people at home want to watch it, that's where we found it. But basically, I think it starts with an amazing way to catch you up if you missed the first two <laughs> episodes, which is that it was Al who owns the diner. I don't know, is it called yeah, Al? Yeah. Or, uh, he gets. Arnold's. Arnold's. Yeah. Al owns Arnold's, right. strangely enough. <laughs> right. He gets a phone call, not from Fonzie, or a postcard, not from Fonzie, but from, from Richard. Richard. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he says this on the telephone. He's telling somebody. He's, he's telling really, Chachi. He's really telling us. And he's, and he's reading a postcard from Hollywood, California. We can see that. And he reads basically what happens yeah. in minutes and, and minutes and minutes of information. It's physically a huge postcard. There's a lot yeah. of reading to And he's reading funny. a postcard uh, to uh, someone on, a, on the phone. <laughs> that, works, where he, that works for him. So you can see him later. That's like the most boring phone conversation. No, wait a second. Ever. He is talking to Chachi, who's yeah, who's whose home is in Turkey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! So, so the, with a lot of payphones. <laughs> the whole crew is out in Hawaii, in California, without Al because he's just some old guy who works at a diner. That would be very because why would he go? Yeah, yeah. and then they're. Um, somehow Fonzie gets in a feud with a guy named the California Kid who we recognize as somebody from uh, Animal House. Marmalard. Mm-hmm. Marmalard, one of the bad mm-hmm. guys. From great, the, great douchebag look on that guy. He's got the best mm-hmm. Classic douchey look. And they have a feud. And in the second episode of part two of Hollywood, uh, they, they have a race and it's a tie. Yeah. And that leads to this... Addendum to the race. The tiebreaker is to jump over a shark in a shark pen in the ocean with water skis. Right, mm-hmm. because uh, Richie Cunningham's newfound girlfriend is a biological or a, a like a marine biologist, marine biologist yeah, who's mm-hmm. studying this shark. Why were they? I missed it. Maybe why were they even out in California? Because Fonzie had a big screen test. Yeah, Fonzie. Oh, right. Uh, and then wait, and then my thing was what, so Fonzie had a screen test, but then Richie, who's Ron Howard, was the was like the unexpected. Yeah, yeah. there must like, have been a scene where they're waiting yeah. in the waiting room, and they come out to to bring Fonzie in for his audition, and somebody's like, "That kid's got a good every everyday American look," yeah. which is probably about how it happened. But it's <laughs> weird that the Fonz at the end gives a speech about how all he wants to do is be a mechanic and he's good at it. And he doesn't reference the fact that he came out to California to try to be a movie star. <laughs> God, Fonzie has so many different philosophies. <laughs> it's really the philosophy of Fon, Fonz runs deep. So that's like the first part of the episode. And I totally forgot you just mentioned that he had a, a girlfriend in California. That was like in the first three minutes they ditched her completely. Yeah, right. yeah. She because she was on. She was going to Bora Bora or something yeah, to, to do uh, a, a cruise for her major. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean. I'm assuming parts one and two had a ton of fun with her. We will say, though, 
more kisses per minute between Richie and this girl than in the history of TV, for sure. Yeah, there were at least four smooches. Some of them longer. They weren't just pecs. No, 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 no. Might have been some tongue. And as somebody who's a Ron Howard fan, I've always wanted to see what it looks like when he makes out. Yes, actually, that's a good point. I don't think that's definitely the first time I've ever seen Ron kiss someone. You guys see American Graffiti. Oh, that's right. That's, that's of, not. It's like the eighth time. A lot of kisses per minute. Well, he almost has sex, and then his girlfriend says no. Yeah. Oh. Whoa! Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does he play in American Graffiti? Is he playing a similar? It's very similar, and I don't know what came first. Do you guys know what came first? That's a great question. That's a really good question. question. He's I'm, he's trying. He's the one who's gonna go to college, and his he has a girlfriend that he's says they should take a break while he's at college. So he's grappling with college, which is like. Very, very similar to this episode. I don't think I need to see it because I've had enough experience with being turned down. For <laughs> American Graffiti was 1973, so that was right before this. Right before this, that would make sense. And I think in the pilot I read in the pilot of Happy Days, Ron Howard was not in it. I may be wrong. I could be right, but I don't know. In the pilot of Happy Days, the, yeah, I think it aired. Yeah, there was. A, I think it was like a couple years before, maybe. I also oh, could wow. be wrong about that, but. My research is not so strong. This whole podcast is going to be us guessing what happened <laughs> in the first two parts, and then guessing what may have happened TV earlier <laughs> on in Happy Days. Why not? Isn't, isn't Happy Days one of the better examples of like, uh, or a strong example of like, when a show's cast sort of mutates in a strange way as as it goes on? Like, eventually Richie does go off to college and just is not in the show, right? Well, he it, actually ends up leaving for the military. That's what he... I think in, like, season oh. seven, because he wanted to follow directing, that was his way out of the show, was oh, the wow. military. But, like, it's ended up centering... And then you get these weird relationships where, like, Fonzie is hanging out with, like, Richie's parents in this sort of inorganic... Mm-hmm. Uh, set up where right. the stars are just sort of still having scenes together. Well, I think yeah. similar to, we mentioned, I think, Family Matters before, that it was the same thing, like, this show was about the family, Fonzie was a friend, and then, like, by season, like, same with Family Matters with Urkel, right, like, yeah. by season, like, whatever, one, we probably by the end of one or two, they're like, oh, Fonzie's the hit, let's yeah. just put all of our eggs yeah. in that basket. Mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense, but it's just, like, weird. Yeah, but I, I mean, the... I was shocked at how much we laughed, and not even ironically. There was some kind of fun banter going right, on. Right. Like uh, was Fonzie was a really funny character, and like <laughs> the character knew he was funny. I think, I think yeah. a lot of these characters are like making jokes within the scene. Yeah, Fonzie uh, makes jokes and then laughs at his own. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, quite a lot. I was a big fan of Al. I thought he was. He yeah, was really funny. Really yeah. funny. His like he did like a four second mug to camera that was like really funny. <laughs> he puts the shell up to his he gets a shell as a souvenir and he listens to the ocean and starts dancing dancing mm-hmm. to what he's hearing yeah it's great yeah so the the first act is the a shark the second act is the uh what's it called Richie maybe going to move to California yep but it also like a what a weird way to make a decision he's like I'm either going to college in one week or I'm going to be a movie star for five years. Like, yeah. like that's really strange. He, said, he said he had the contract in front of him, and he said, five years, that's a lot of time out of my life. Yeah. <laughs> He's right. To be a movie star, he had to sign his name. Right. Like, There's a couple moments like that, like right before the California kid is going to jump the shark, the guy who's driving the boat goes, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. They were aware of what they were doing, for sure. Well. Uh, so then there's like that climactic moment where Richie throws his contract into the ocean. Yes. And uh, 
If you said he ended up in the military, ultimately, he must think about that moment over and over again. Right. But if that's a movie star, he's in Vietnam now, you know, in the trenches. That's (laughs) true. They're teeing up some heavy, heavy stuff. Yeah, he's got to be thinking back to that moment. Yeah, Yeah, that's a far cry. I wonder how they... He also doesn't seem like a military guy at all, like how they ended up... (laughs) Making that work. That would have been another good spin off. How many spin offs did you say? So there were, yeah, so let's talk spin offs. So I read that there were four. Okay, let me try to remember. Uh, Joni and Chachi, which is uh, Joni is Richie's sister mm-hmm. and Chachi is Fonzie's, Fonzie's cousin. cousin. And mm-hmm. that's uh, Scott Bayo from Charles in Charge. Mm-hmm. There's Mork and Mindy. <laughs> that I, I don't even know how that makes sense. I guess Mork <laughs> landed or was Mindy a character? No, I don't know. I was going to say, did Mork show up as an alien in an episode? I think he did. I know that sounds that's crazy. Right. But I, I would assume that Mork is the pivot there and not Mindy. Yeah, though, this Mork right. character is so good. Let's yeah, add yeah. an alien. <laughs> well, yeah, Mork had to show up somehow. This is really fun to speculate. I mean, I know, this is, again, <laughs> we this all exists. We feel like it up, but yeah. I love trying to figure out. How happy days gets to Mork and Mindy. Let me just lower this. Um, yeah, I, I, so that's that's. Are you looking up Mork and Mindy? I'm trying to, but I, I'm not fine. <laughs> so let's, we're just going to speculate that Mork showed up at Happy Days Land, and then so that's two, and then uh, what's the third? Laverne and Shirley. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, Laverne and Shirley. I think the way it was set up though was Laverne and Shirley were brought in as Fonzie friend, Fonzie's friends in one episode, and then the next just week, so they could do yeah. it. Yeah, they, so they could spin it off. Yeah, they, oh, they spun like a backdoor. Yeah, thing. and that's right. That's Penny Marshall. That's Gary Marshall's daughter, Penny Marshall, right? Or sister? I don't know. Yeah. Guys. This speculation well, is going to get us in huge uh, trouble. I don't have the info on Mork if you want it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Mork first appeared in the Happy Days season five episode "My Favorite Orkin," which was a take on the 1960s sitcom "My Favorite Martian." William's character Mork attempts to take Richie Cunningham back to his planet of Orc <laughs> as a human specimen. <gasps> But his plan is foiled by fun. That's great. So why <laughs> wow. in that season five, which is this season that we just watched, why do people refer to jumping the shark oh, instead of an alien coming yeah, to the show? Yeah, that's way easier. Existing to get with <laughs> the phrase should be taking a human specimen back to your planet. <laughs> yeah, it's not as catchy. I that's like true. this idea of Mork being like uh, kind of a villain. Yes, yes. He came to kidnap one kidnapped. of the new characters, <laughs> and then they, then they gave him his own show. Can you imagine that in like a current sitcom? If they're like, let's just add this alien character. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. Alf existed, but like they're weird shows. But oh. just on a regular like 1950s type of show. Do you know Alf's real name, by the way? Gordon Shumway? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Didn't have to look that one up. Oh, yeah. So no, now remember, you're getting into your time period. That's the sort of thing I found out on Wikipedia when I was just like, and then all the images of Alf I had ever seen, all the episodes, I was like, oh, was it actually funny? Like, that's really funny. <laughs> Alf's name is Gordon Shumway. Have you ever seen the um, the bloopers of Alf? Oh, no. the racist ones? Yeah, well, there's that, but then there's also, there's one where it just makes it look like Alf is a real human being. Like the, What? That he like, He's like he reacts to something in a way, yeah, and you're like, what? Wait, what is creepy? Like, really creepy. Really changes that. <laughs> and then the last spinoff was something called, I think, Blansky's Beauties, which immediately failed, and I forget exactly. <laughs> that was a spinoff of some other character, and then Pat Morita, who was originally owned Arnold's, mm-hmm. right? Okay, he left the show to be on a short-lived Mr. T TV show. Oh wow. So everybody, I mean, everybody did something or spun off into something. It's Again, we were talking about how, like, 
you have to be a good show to jump the shark. And you can feel it in this one because it's like the characters, we all jumped in as cold as you could possibly jump in the series. And I immediately understood what every character is and could see why they would have spinoffs. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, jumping the shark is often used as like, oh, the moment it got bad. Right. But it's probably just as an equally a statement about like the stuff after it is worse. Right. So like maybe exactly. they've seen a good one and they're like, oh they jumped a shark meaning like that's the yeah. last and then yeah they decided called. that's what you have to do every time is reach. Yeah. Have you ever been watching a show where you've realized that while you're watching like okay this is de- definitely jump the shark? Man. I, I feel like those the last two seasons of Seinfeld, even though they're super yes. funny you can feel like that Larry David was gone and it's it was, it's like a sketch show. It was really wacky. Yeah, it yeah. got really... When they did started doing like the backwards uh, episode mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff like that, which were... At the time, I was like, that's pretty cool that they are doing that. Like, yeah. it's a cool concept. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, looking back like five seasons, you're like, what? How did, they get <laughs> How did they possibly get to that point? Yeah, my friend Dan Klein... He mentioned that, uh, like, the lighting in that show gets so much brighter. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels, like, very sitcom and uh, weird. They, they all look a lot better, like, from season, like, eight or, uh, like, seven to eight, maybe? Right. They just, like, so the stylists came yeah, in. Simple about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's probably when they were, like, on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. Right, right, right. I mean, that show was such a phenomenon that I remember, yeah, it was... Just being huge. Do you know how many people watch this episode of, uh, of Happy Days? Not even the smallest bit. How many at time of at the time air? of original air? They didn't have DVR. Well, five in this room. Uh, <laughs> we, our embryos were watching it. It was thirty million people watching. Oh, that wow! wow. And that's the wow. other thing is like we, we were watching this right, and each act break. Rather than there's one cliffhanger, which is right before he's about to jump the shark. Mm-hmm. But other than that, every act ends tidy, like really tidy. Like you think the show is over tidy, but when you have 30 million people and the other channels are broadcasting three other sitcoms, and you're the best sitcom, you didn't have to worry about. You could have that leaving. scene. You know, you have everybody wants to have that scene at end in the end where. The characters come back and, and give, give gifts to the other characters. <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. Yeah. There, so there was a whole act of like giving the souvenirs. And to you everyone. get to do that. Yeah, you, you get, get to, to do, do that, that. You could have that back then. Well, we, we've all gone on on vacation, and then you come back and you give a bunch of gifts to your favorite waiter. <laughs> there was such a big deal made too of like, come on, we brought it all the way back from California. Yeah, so we brought this Mickey Mouse head. Oh. Yeah. That was the thing is they gave him a shell and he was like, oh, and then they give him another bag. He's like, oh, I don't want to show you guys. Yeah. And it was the Mickey Mouse ears. He's like, oh. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it's embarrassing. pretty amazing. I don't think I've ever, ever had a relationship with somebody at a We're like, I'm always impressed when people like know people who work at places. Sure. And I guess I'm such a... To me, they're just subservient beings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm above them, so I don't think... When I, when I leave work. this building, you all evaporate. <laughs> no, but I always... I just try to avoid, like, awkward conversations at any... Or, like, small talk sure. at all price, so I just, like, don't like talking to people. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever befriended um, somebody at a, at a store I, like Al? Yeah, there's... I, there's been what like... It requires that you go to a place on a regular basis. Yeah. Right. Well, you're not so, a coffee guy. That's that's a that's nah, a good that makes there. sense. You got your coffee but, buddy. Uh, I I have, I have Phil from. <laughs> he burns CDs for you. He burns CDs for me. 
Um, I had, didn't have the heart to tell him that I didn't love him all. But anytime I would come in, he'd get an excited look in his eye and, and tell me, like, I got something for you. And then he wouldn't actually then, but he would be like, he'd be like, I want, I want you, Jeff, to hear this band. Story or band? band. Okay. And, okay. and it was always just like, because I had like a flaming lip shirt on one day. And so he just gave me like <laughs> a bunch of CDs. One of those now relationships a, that's based on the smallest The detail. smallest. And like, and this is at Starbucks. This right? is at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, this isn't some cool local coffee. <laughs> not a, not, it's not, he's no Al. <laughs> but, uh, well, have you liked any of the CDs that he gave you? No, you know. I, I honestly don't remember any of them. Like, I listened to them probably once through and was like, it's not for me. Yeah, well, I, the other thing I think that's interesting is, you know, this idea of the iconic diner that a group of people hung out at every afternoon, mm-hmm. <laughs> and whether or not that exists. Did you have that? I We had a place called Rocky's Pizza Ring that was down the street from my house in suburban Dayton, Ohio, that wasn't that far for being 19, whatever, 90 from this, but... I don't even know if that exists anymore, the idea of your local mm-hmm. time. Well, well, I think the closest for us is probably Birds, right? Where, sure, uh, right next to the Upright System. Next to you know. yeah. But like, if yeah. I go there, Brennan knows like he has like a Budweiser. Yeah, for me. Mm-hmm. he's probably the old guy. Well, I was going to say the only thing I ever had was the kind of the darker version of that in high school. Around the time my friends and I started getting drunk. We would couldn't drive, of course, so we would just walk to Perkins every night. <laughs> Perkins. <laughs> there was a waiter there who actually we had a kind of a relationship with, and he would tell us stories about like doing acid. <laughs> Perkins. What's Perkins? A diner? Per- Perkins it's like is a, a diner on the East Coast. Oh, yeah, like family, a Denny's. family restaurant. Yeah. Uh, we had the Nashua Garden in a. It's like a Boston Garden themed. Uh, sandwich shop in Main Street on Main Street in Nashville, New Hampshire and it's fantastic. Great sandwiches. And there's a bar upstairs. Oh, nice. So like the high school kids all eat sandwiches downstairs and like and the just cool sort of do that. Come up to take your girlfriend. Yeah, and then, the, and then the girls go upstairs and you can hear the footsteps of all the fun being had upstairs. And, uh, oh, that's I, I waited years and years and years to go upstairs. Jeff, it sounds and like you got a sitcom on your hands. Yeah, that would be a fantastic sitcom. I like that they're fun sounding footsteps. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, dancing across the floor and crunching across the <laughs> Doing the Charleston <laughs> subtle fox track. I guess we all really did have yeah. our own Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, we were sort of talking about the women. Were you guys like surprised that? Not, I guess the whole thing with Fonzie is that he like likes gets with women, but he had like a following of so many women, yeah. and it's like, does he, he has sex with them? Right? Like, I mean, not on camera, they, but I guess they that's, like, allude to it. The assumption is there was one line Richie where at the end is just like, oh, but all the women you've had, or yeah, something yeah, exactly. like that. Exactly, like, like all your women. There was also uh, what's his name, uh, Arnold uh, said. He almost got killed, uh, and then and then Fonzie says, "Yeah, those women out there are crazy," and it's like, "Whoa!" Yeah, he just got like, fucked to death. The most violent <laughs> orgy ever. <laughs> it's really weird that he's like a womanizer, like a male slut, basically, yeah, yes. at the center of the show, and and he's a pretty amazing character. And another thing I liked about the episode which was that he wore the leather jacket constantly even though he was in, in California water. in the water while wearing Ski. and yeah. the shorts are silly they're really funny they look like uh, like short boxer shorts like white too yeah. he's wearing a white shirt and white boxer like shorts. we came from the era of like big shorts sure I feel like shorts, each yeah. short shorts were like really sort of like uh, 
really cringy to me. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, did you see like when they, the, the, if you watch it, go back and look at Fonz's first shot of the episode. He's sitting with his knees up at his chest on like some giant anchor or something, and uh, his pasty thunder thighs yeah. are poking out of this out of these shorts. And then you're like, oh, yeah, this guy's supposed to be like a sex icon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that was a show now, the stylist would be like, we can't, we can't do this do shot. <laughs> like he's gonna get shit on. We have to spray tan his thighs. <laughs> he's not gonna be sitting with his knees to his chest. <laughs> well, what I thought was even funnier was they wanted him to look cool and wear the leather jacket. Achieved. But they also wanted him to be safe, sure. so they put a little yellow <laughs> yeah. life preserver around his, his waist. It yeah. just looks ri- like a ridiculous yeah. donut. It's ring. like it's like the life preserver that you see hanging on a cruise ship. Uh, yeah. In case of emergency, <laughs> right. and a credit to the show though, the water skiing was all practically done, and we saw close-ups of Fonzie. Yeah, water skiing. Well, he we also did an incredible move. I mean, the jump was obviously a stunt guy, yeah, but yeah. the when he after he made the jump, he sort of like let go of the rope and like skidded into the sand yeah, and, yeah, like, and, and like jogged off his skis into yeah. like the arms of all these bids. Right that was pretty awesome. Badass. Like, I, that I agree. Cool. And it, that one, that whole sequence was shot really well. Now they milked it for a solid five minutes. I think we saw his approach to the ramp over the mm-hmm. course of two acts. <laughs> yes. not, not even joking. The commercial <laughs> break divided the approach, but it looked great. Mm-hmm. It looked really practical and good. Cool. What I thought was funny in. Um, an internet clip, which actually didn't seem to be in the episode that we watched, but in one clip, um, Richie says to Fonz as they're approaching the ramp, are you sure you want to do this, Fonz? And he says, okay, that's inaccurate. You can't talk to a skier behind a boat. That's what you do right here. Maybe that's why it got cut. <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, usually, yeah, if you if you give a thumbs up, that means go faster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that could have been a comedy. Movie. I used to water ski, so uh, oh. no big deal. Uh, <laughs> can you get on one? You do slalom? I can do slalom. Yeah. Hanford cool. here is also a little bit of a Yeah, water. well, what was fun for me is watching people water ski in the ocean. I'm just yes. going out of river be different. Lake. Yeah, yeah that would be that. scary with all the time. I mean, that's what was really cool. Was, the waves, too, would be a, Yeah, it's a definitely. Nice. makes it more uh, uh, challenging and then they showed a clip from the last episode and the California kid did like a backflip on yes. a slalom ski which uh, is yeah. like it looked cool super ba- especially super badass in the 70s like, yes. and the yeah. jump looked cool in the 70s when it's not all like high tech gear yeah, and like right. you know the wooden uh, wakeboard yeah exactly you know the boats like now the boats are probably like supercharged whatever <laughs> totally. this is just like a shitty boat yeah mm-hmm. there's some good stunt skiing it reminded me of like the SeaWorld shows uh, did you guys ever see those? Anybody ever been to like a SeaWorld Sun show? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are amazing, and it's for the same reason. Like, they'll really do the human pyramid with the bottom guys on skis and everything. It's far more impressive than uh, the X Games or mm-hmm. any <laughs> modern development. Well, it's cool in like the 70s, there's that charm of like people hadn't seen everything in the world. Yes. So it's like. If you have somebody do a trick on a, on a ski, like so many millions of people have never seen it before. <laughs> yes. It's so strange. Thir- 30 million people tuned in to see that. But like, that's why movies were like, we shot in Tunisia, and people just lost their shit because they've never seen yeah, a yeah, desert yeah. and stuff. Like, it's true. There's this charm to doing everything for the first time back in the 70s. <laughs> the next day, people are talking about, like, I was entertained last night. I saw a new trick on a ski. <laughs> I yeah, wonder how many kids, story. like, picked up... Water skiing, but they're like, Fonzie's cool, and now water skiing is cool. Yeah. He, and then, like, a ton of families had, like, buy boats because of their kids. Like, Some companies days. started making life preservers that looked like leather jackets. <laughs> I would not idea. be surprised. That is awesome. I, cool. just, I wish they still had them. They did not. I was, when I was looking at the Wikipedia page, they made a Fonzie arcade game. 
which oh, was basically oh, yeah. like a Sega. They had like a Sega dirt bike game or something, and oh, they shit. just re-released it with the shell that said it was a Fonzie game. Uh, what, was cool. it, what system was it for? Oh. It, it was, uh, you know, it was like arcade. a full arcade. Well, maybe that's wow. where the myth that's came fun. from that he jumped the shark on a bike. Oh, in the video. Oh, uh, yeah, that could be. God, can see it. I hate how <laughs> video games ruin TV shows. Like, <laughs> Old TV shows. Yeah, it's really, it's really weird. Now, would you watch the? I mean, like, I like this show. I feel like it was pretty good. I'd be interested yeah. to see like the first two seasons. Yes, you too. I bet it was pretty. Good. I mean, American Graffiti is good, and it has a little bit that of something that this show is missing, which is like a little bit of stakes and like a little yearning, a little grime and realness, but. But comedically, I was—I don't remember even laughing that much watching it as a kid. Um, but you know, maybe it's because I'm in the company of friends. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, I, what I notice is like most TV shows, the common thing now is have like three three, three storyline threads, and they like A, B, and C, and they yeah. thread together. This did not do that, and I don't know if that was like I guess the sign of the times or just, but it just feels different and sort of nice though in a way that it's like each episode, each yeah. part is like a one act play. I mean, you guys even do on your guys' show, which we can talk about. Oh, nice segue. Segwaying it into it. But you guys definitely do that with your sketches where they sort of uh, have their own storylines within the sketches as well, right? Yeah, but there's also some truth to what you just said, which is... So, in a given episode, we might have a runner that runs through the whole thing. Some that you can kind of weave between or, or find connections between the two sketches. But mm-hmm. sometimes our favorite episodes are the are the ones where you, you have a runner, but you don't work too hard on those connections. And Bob said that, Bob Odenkirk said that about Mr. Show, about how hard it was to just yeah. make those little joints. He said they'd burn, they'd burn days trying right. to get transitions to not feel, like, tacked on. And then, like, ultimately they just... Found that sometimes left them, sometimes yeah, 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 and like sometimes they were just like, man, I wish I spent that time writing a funny sketch and not worrying about how we come out of a TV or whatever. Right. You know? Which I think it gives it gives merit to the idea of a special episode or an episode where you try something. But the danger of jumping the shark seems like then if it does work, committing to it so hard that you can't go back to a simple story or like that. right, yeah. Well, I think with. Mr. Show is like, as a fan of that show, I'd always be like, I can't wait to see what the transit, you know, like it was like a cool part of the thing. And they're like, yeah, that's a high expectation to be able to do that (laughs) all the time. And make sketches fun. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And be really solid with your sketch. How is it working with Bob Oenker? Because that must be pretty great. Great. That's a pretty good question to ask. Really good. (laughs) Surreal. Yeah. I mean, that must be. I mean, I'm a huge. I assume you're all like huge fans of Mr. Show. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Once we uh, found out we were working with him, we all went and watched Mr. Show. Yeah. No, it was really, it was really great. I mean, the other thing is he 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 acts in every episode and he directed a sketch in at least every episode. So it was also working with him in a bunch of different capacities. Like when you're performing next to him, that's a whole nother fun session just because. Mm-hmm. He elevates material so much, but um, yeah. yeah, it was really great. And it's crazy. I mean, we all obviously were fans, but even to this day, we're finding out more stuff that he did. Like we just read an article the other day that said that he helped Sander write Lunch Lady Land. Yeah, which I didn't know. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. Yeah. That's an incredible. Yeah, I mean, the whole, the big one that I think would be most notable for just even the. Uh, Comedy fans that aren't that into comedy is that he wrote the original Matt Foley sketch. Right, right. Yeah. Like, Matt Foley stuff. They used to do it in uh, Second City in Chicago. Yeah, exactly. There's exact. a great recording of him doing Matt Foley, um, where it's it's 
Farley's doing, Farley's doing but he's, doing he's the, the dad. He's, he's the, the dad. Phil Hartman character, and like um, T- Tim Meadows is doing the David Spade, right? Uh-huh. What was that on? Yeah. Second City uh, Best like, Of? It came with a coffee table book. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty that's awesome. Cool. Which was funny, too, because didn't Bob, Bob didn't realize it was recorded or something? Like... Yeah, yeah. He said a lot of racist things. He went off. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. That's. Uh, are you guys psyched for uh, like? How does it feel now that you've been probably working on this for a while that those episodes are actually existing? It's a relief, right? Yeah, two episodes have aired at the time of recording this, and so it's ten episodes, and I just have that feeling constantly of. For the first two, we watched those probably a thousand times, and I cannot appreciate anymore viewers seeing them for the first time. Yeah. Uh, it's also, we're in a weird position where the show's out, but then the Emmy nominations haven't come out yet. Right. So it's like you're just sitting around waiting. Sort of a waiting <laughs> Well, for this podcast, should we just assume that we will have been nominated? But <laughs> Yeah, why don't we? So. You know, because they should be coming out. Yeah. I was going to say, you <laughs> should, they should be coming out in 10 months. Yeah, you do realize that would mean that they rushed the nominations by 10 I have no idea. I can email the Emmy board while or text them while we're talking, and we can just yeah. find out. That would be a relief. Because it, it's just like this weird tension for us. Right. It's like when uh, Spielberg was watching and the nomination jobs and was oh, yeah. down, you know. Well, oh, yeah, that was a Have great one. That? That's awesome. Awesome. that is pretty awesome. Well, this, somebody was saying, did we look up Happy Days and you said they never got an Emmy? Never got right. an Emmy, yeah. Yeah, they kept, uh, they were always beaten by MASH and uh, stuff like that. Uh, well, that's, yeah, that's... That's fair. I, so they were nominated many times. I, I think they were. I, I'm sure they were. But, yeah. I mean, this show, I mean, it is fun, but it does feel like a bubblegum show. Like, sure. not... That I don't know what the Emmys were like in the seventies, but now they usually give it to I don't know. It, it feels like a little too light for yeah. And I mean, even on the family's commentary was harsher and more. Sure. And the fact that Happy Days is doing a three episode arc about going to Hollywood—how <laughs> great is it that you could? That show probably taped at CBS Radford in Studio City or something like that. But then they can get away with a Hollywood episode. Yeah. Or it's three nice. Hollywood episodes. It's nice for the actors too because it's just like oh, we'll just shoot in Hollywood. We don't have to go to Milwaukee. <laughs> Oh my god, it must have been grueling yeah. going to Milwaukee. All those times they flew to Milwaukee. Yeah, that's gotta be, that's gotta be taxing. Ten seasons of that? Uh, well, you know what's crazy too in this episode is so you're watching the whole thing and it's on location and you're hearing the laugh track. On the beach. While they're at the <laughs> beach. Yeah, you're hearing people laugh and yeah. clap and you're watching people on the beach. But then for the very, very final wrap up uh, moment post commercial <laughs> break. The characters finally walk on set for the first time, and the audience goes nuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as if they were waiting in the studio for the movie. Yeah, they went They're bad back. shit insane. Like <laughs> yeah. it was like, were they waiting in the studio all day with nobody there? Just well, I mean, up. if you were at a taping for Happy Days and you only got to see that one one minute scene and the thing at the beginning when he was on the phone, right? I think that uh, yeah, Arnold <laughs> Al's phone call was probably just the takes and takes of that, and then the studio audience is ready to see some famous Come people. on. <laughs> You, you, you'd applaud too. I also like um, ending an episode with uh, the gang leaves and everybody says oh, goodbye. Yeah. But then one character is still there and they tell them to make sure you shut the lights off and lock yeah. up. Yeah, and uh, so we're, we know we're with the characters till the very last moment. It, 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 <laughs> Don't worry, audience, you didn't miss. And they've all gone yeah. away. They've all said goodbye. This is it. This is the end of their day. There's nothing more excitement coming their way. You're not gonna miss anything. You, you might worry that electricity yeah. is being wasted. That yeah. maybe the characters would leave and leave the lights on. Who there. turned off the lights at Arnold's? I think during the <laughs> credits of Joni Loves Chachi, they would show the characters sleeping every night. Just so <laughs> you would know. Like, okay, oh, I'm not missing any part of their lives. <laughs> 
<laughs> really great. Well, also, I forgot about the moment where, so, yeah, Al says, like, uh, Fonzie, turn off the lights, because I guess Fonzie was, like, taking a shit or something. <laughs> where did he go? <laughs> he was in the bathroom. Yeah, just but on that show, isn't that like his... He hangs out there, but nobody, nobody was there with him. Right. Oh. No, he shits at Arnold. He shits in his office. <laughs> that is hilarious. Fonzie <laughs> takes a 35-second shit and then walks back out. The and then he has this really, like, emo- sort of... There's a, a poster on the wall that says, like, uh, Fonzie is a superstar or something yeah, like our that. Superstar. Oh, our superstar. And he yanks it off the wall, which he shouldn't, it's not his place that's to do right. that. That's, that's right. not, you know, he doesn't own the place, so that's mm-hmm. not his decorating. But he takes off, and then he <laughs> almost, like, it looks like he's about to bash it over his knee. Yeah, I guess that was the move, yeah. And then he just looks at it and sort of smiles yeah. and puts it he under sort of tucks it under his arm, like, I feel like he's going to, like, Rather than be mad about it, he can like he can appreciate it. He might keep right. it. Well, it's just like a little baby kind of a what was you a, think he's going to be enraged that his dream is dead of being a star, and then you see that ah, he's come to terms with it. Mm. Yeah, I guess it was weird because I that was only one short part of that episode. I guess it was a bigger part of the three. But he Could just be. jumped over a shark. I feel like he'd be so psyched about that still that the other thing <laughs> would have been like. Not as important anymore. We, I think the other thing that happened a lot in this episode is they're teeing up catchphrases. So that one was maybe just because they wanted to have an A as the last line. But they, they sneak in Richie's um, Life is Funny. Terrible. How many times? Oh, yeah, that time? was, uh, maybe also four times. Yeah, he had, every time he kisses, he has to also say the line. <laughs> he said Life is Funny. Well, first Al said... He was reading the postcard. He goes, "It's from Richie," and it says, "It started with life is funny." funny and he yeah. goes, "That's funny." <laughs> and then, and then he says it to the girl, saying, "Life is funny." In conversation, then after they make out, then when she leaves, he goes, "Life is funny." Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, not as funny as it was five minutes ago. Oh, yeah. funny. <laughs> so he, had, he had like exactly. a uh, he had like a take on it. Well, you uh, were closed captioning the episode while we were. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. Craig, do you find because the funny thing is when we life is funny when when we got <laughs> off. The watching it there, my reaction was that was great. But now that I've talked through it for X amount of minutes, I'm beginning to think it wasn't that great. Do you, does With this happen to you works. whenever you record these? Well, or? I think it's a matter of like this. It's not a great show, but it's an enjoyable show. You right, know what yeah. I mean? So like a lot of I feel like we're not shitting on it. No, you no. Know? no. I feel, I, as some shows, some shows like I feel like we're I'm immediately like, oh, that was really bad. Right. But, like, with this, you can tell why it's, like, a lovable TV right, show. Right. Like, the characters are really fun. It's definitely, like, corny and you expect, like, cliched, but you're like, that's why it's great. Yeah, that's that's like, and that's if you analyze people. anything enough, you're not going <laughs> to Except yeah. for the movie Analyze This, which gets better. <laughs> Every time analyze this movie. <laughs> yeah, but Analyze That, it get, doesn't make you it through that. that. Yeah. What was your, what's your favorite uh, podcast uh, thing? Is it this one that we just did? This, uh, this is my favorite. This most moment of this podcast, my answer right now is probably my favorite moment Ooh. of the podcast. Um, but, like, has a show ever just blown you away? Yes. Uh, well, that's a, one of the bummers is I watched this... Well, two, uh, I, I got back into the X-Files because of this, oh, but yeah. I was saying beforehand, um, and I forget if I've mentioned this on the podcast, but that I recorded two episodes in one day, and I accidentally didn't record my voice. So one of those I released, that was with Nick Turner, and I just VO'd myself, which was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> and then the other one was... Um, I, uh, I'm friends with named Brandon Scott Jones, and he introduced me to this documentary 
documentary series called The Staircase. Okay. Which is so fucking good and dark and amazing. It's about this guy who is... A, he, it starts with a 911 call. It's real. It's all a documentary. Uh, a 911 call that his wife had fallen down the stairs. There was uh, blood everywhere and she's dead. And then they come and they're like, this is way too much blood. You murdered your <coughs> wife. And the documentary series is the documentary crew is with this guy. The access is unbelievable. It's like a French crew, but it's in America, North Carolina. And they follow the entire case. Oh, my God. Like, right there. Like, meetings with the with the lawyers and the guy. And then they're like, there comes a thing, like, not to be too spoiler, but like... Somebody that he had known when he had lived in Germany died in a similar way, and but the, but the whole there are like five episodes of it, and the whole time you're watching it, wow. you're like, you and for sometimes you're like he definitely did it, and oh, sometimes man. you're like he did not do it. Sounds it. like good Halloween. It sounds season. like yeah. a, what is it? Capturing the Freedmen? Yeah, like, sure. like it's like Brothers Keepers. Yeah, Brothers yeah, Keeper. it's one of those. Like those are my favorite. That things That sounds ever. better than Happy Days. Um, yeah. You know what? There aren't. There was the jumping the shark scene that was very derivative of yeah. this. So yeah. in that case, it wasn't as original. Any now, what's funnier, water skis or serial murderers? <laughs> um, I personally think serial killers are pretty funny. <laughs> the idea of murder to do it again and again. I mean, that's the ultimate joke. Yeah. Well, it's like yeah, the rule of threes is just if you every time you kill three people, it's really funny. Yeah, I definitely recommend that show. I love yeah. Doc Documentaries like the, the ones you mentioned, Captain of Human and, uh, and Brothers Keeper. Like anytime the developments get like, yeah. what the fuck is happening? Uh, is, is, you should see uh, Errol Morris's first person. <laughs> oh, the TV show. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen. I don't know if that's available or not on uh, line anywhere. But and Staircase is a TV show. That is. It was like a documentary series. There are like four or five episodes, and and then there's like one that catches up with him like years later. Ooh, ooh, ooh which is a letdown. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I thank you guys so much for watching it. Uh, do you want to? I mean, this. Oh, I actually. I sometimes do a thing where I we try to figure out what the drinking game would be for the episode that we watch. Mm. So if people wanted to sit at their computer on Vimeo watching this by themselves drinking. Well, every time you see a joke that falls flat and then someone says, that's funny, uh, you should do a show. <laughs> <laughs> or every time Richie says life is funny and then you start the show with four shots and then... <laughs> then <laughs> it'll get you a nice buzz. You can also just drink however much water is in the ocean since it's set Oof, in the Pacific. Yeah. Or drink as much alcohol as there is water. I think yeah, I mean, a good drinking game would just be watch the show and sip water as you go to stay hydrated. <laughs> that's, a, I, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's a Friday or Saturday, go out with your friends afterwards and they go to work. Yeah. <laughs> and go, or go to a local diner, make friends with somebody, then next time you go on a trip, bring back some cool <laughs> Yeah, bring them a shell so they can dance a little. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool, guys. So, yeah, do you, uh, I guess you want probably. I guess plugging would just be plugging yeah, your sure. TV show. Yeah, the, it's uh, Fridays at 10.30 on IFC, uh, 9.30 Central. It's called The Birthday Boys. It's called The Birthday Boys, and yeah, Bob Odenkirk executive produced it, and yeah, we've had a ton of fun making it. Hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, Also, no need to watch them in order. Start in the middle if you like. That's the beauty That's of the, the beauty show. of the sketch. sketch. Watch it backwards. We don't care. And also, week, uh, John Ennis and Lorraine Newman and French Stewart. Yeah, I, I enjoyed all of those uh, cameos. The first with Lorraine Newman, I was like, is that Lorraine Newman? Like, yeah, <laughs> also, really we cool. don't do many TV pop culture nods, but there's a little Family Matters nod coming up, so Ooh. there's a 
little, little trying to look forward. Well, if yeah, and if listeners are TV fans, I'd say you can start in the middle, but go back to episode two, which was a sitcom uh, send yeah. send up send up, <laughs> which I, the Goofy Roofers, which I very much. Oh, enjoyed. thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're all on it. iTunes now. Oh yeah, if you don't have IFC, you can check it out on iTunes. You and have a season love pass. We say like that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Hey, watch them on IFC. Yeah. yeah. Watch him on IFC. Yeah, watch him on IFC. Yeah, get IFC one. All right, guys. So thanks so much. So on the count of three, let's just uh, say our names again, and why not our favorite? Uh, what should we do? Happy Days character. Happy our days favorite character. Happy Days character. One, mm-hmm. two, three. The Shark. The Shark. One of my favorite characters, Mork from Work. I forgot to say my name. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to thank the Birthday Boys for uh, inviting me over to watch uh, Happy Days. We had a uh, great time. They're great guys, really funny, and I'm liking their show on IFC. Uh, If you're a fan of It's That Episode, leave a review on iTunes. Become a fan on uh, Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at Craig Rowan. And um, do one charitable thing this week. Why not? Why not just do some good, right? I mean, help pay it forward, help fellow man. Hillel's Golden Rule, all that great stuff. Uh, Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Have a great night and an early manana. Adios, amigos. (laughs) 